The rain outside was hard. It fell from the dark evening sky and crashed against the pavement with loud splashes. A man clad in dark blue overshirt and black slacks moved down the sidewalk, maneuvering between the handfuls of people heading home from their nine to five. As he stepped through the night, holding his black suit jacket above him to shield himself, a bright glimmer caught his eye around the corner. He walked to the curve and turned to see a bright yellow sign glowing deep in the darkness beyond. Elmer Street Antiques, it said. The left side of the sign flickered dimly in comparison to the rest of it. The man looked curiously at the store. The window was dark and looked abandoned, though the liveliness in the sign suggested otherwise. In a hurry to get home to his wife and children, he quickly walked to the door and tried the knob. It turned all the way and the mahogany entrance pushed inward. Only slightly surprised by this revelation, he shook it off and walked inside. The door shut behind him, slamming into the frame with an oddly hollow collision. He shuddered as he tried to shake the cold grip the rain had on him. He brought his suit jacket down from above his head and folded it over his arm. He looked around the dark antique shop. Hello? He asked, the harsh appearance of his voice crashing against the complete silence. He looked around the shop as he approached the counter. It was old, the cherry had faded from the wood long ago, and it was covered in a heavy sheet of dust. On the far right side, in front of the decades-old cash register, sat a brand new service bell, and next to it, a small, folded paper sign. Please ring for assistance, the paper commanded. The man looked around worriedly before cautiously tapping the bell down to ring it. He stood idly for a few moments before raising his hand to ring again, when suddenly a voice slithered out of the pitch-black shadows on the man's left. A jolt of terror electrified the man as he stood in the dimly lit shop, surrounded on all sides by darkness. Uh, excuse me, I'm looking for some assistance finding something? The man asked as he extended his head to try and make a figure in the darkness. Of course, the voice said, wearing a tone as old as time, downtrodden by decades of usage. What is it you desire? It continued. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking for a birthday present for my father. Ah, a gift. You're fortunate. We have plenty to choose from here. The voice fluctuated as the person it belonged to stepped towards the edge of the darkness. An old man in an ancient gray suit walked forward, a single light above him shining down onto the dusty old clothes he wore and the tiles below him. Let's see if we can't find you a gift, the old man said in a quiet voice as he walked towards the wooden checkout desk. Cautiously, the man spoke up. What do you have available? he asked. What is it you're searching for? The old man queried. My father likes to collect and repair old timepieces. Maybe you have one, an antique clock, or maybe a pocket watch? The man behind the counter pressed his lips together, thinking for a few seconds. Actually, um, I, th I think he mentioned once there was a certain watch to be looking for, for, for a few years now. 
uh, a Volmir, I think was the brand. Volmir, the old man replied, a hint of curiosity wetting his voice. Um, I might have been Volmir or something similar, but fairly certain it was Volmir. He talked about it quite frequently. The old man audibly exhaled through dry lips. He was nervous. The man raised his eyebrows, confused. Is something wrong? He asked. I just haven't heard that name for a very long time. The old man replied. Is it an uncommon brand? The man queried, wiping rain off the sleeve of his navy blue suit jacket. Yes. Quite rare, in fact, the old man said, his voice quieting a bit before he turned to look at the younger man. Oh, a tone of disappointment washed over him. He was visibly disappointed to hear the brand was a rare one. Tell me, how much do you care for your father? Is the gift of a timepiece direly important to you, to him? The old man asked, clasping his shaking hands together. Quite. When I was a child, he took me into his workshop, showed me all the watches and the clocks he'd collected and repaired, from all different eras, the 1800s to the 30s, the younger man said, resting his hands on the counter. He's much older now, and it's more difficult for him to move to do the things he loved. I wanted to get him a special gift that would mean something to him. Thought perhaps a nice timepiece would be a good gift, he continued. The old man sighed gently. I do have one Volmir brand wristwatch. You do? Indeed. See, I've had it for a long time now, and I've been holding on to it for several decades. I don't keep it on display for a few reasons. It's locked away. Why? The younger man questioned. It's one of the rarest and most sought-after timepieces ever crafted. The company that manufactured the watches, Volos Timepieces, suffered a catastrophic factory fire in the early 20s. They were in the middle of producing their next line of timepieces, the Volmir wristwatch. The old man explained, now turning to face the younger man again. After the fire, and a dwindling market for luxury timepieces, they couldn't afford to survive and closed down. All the surviving Volmir watches were scrapped off to pay off the factory workers and investors. He continued. Only two Volmir wristwatches are known to have avoided being scrapped. I own one, and the other is presumed lost by all experts and timepiece enthusiasts. So if it's such a rare timepiece, why would you not sell it to someone before now? The younger man asked. Well, I've had it for decades. I supposed I grew attached to it. But I'm older now, and I presume I don't have much more time in this world. Hmm. I've been thinking this over for many weeks now, and I think, after hearing the story of you and your father, I'd sell it to you. I'd rather a family inherit such a rare and unique piece of timepiece history, rather than the city dumping it into a scrapyard when I'm no longer here to possess it, the old man said, now standing back at the counter. Well, I don't know if I can pay for its worth. I don't have much to expand on a single item, the younger man said. Don't worry about paying a premium for the watch. I can sell it for a reasonable price. How does $150 sound? The older man queried. 
That's reasonable enough. I'll take it. Excellent. The older man walked away into the darkness, leaving the younger man alone for ten minutes. The older man returned, now holding a small black box in his hand. He stepped underneath the overhead light hanging above them, and set the box onto the counter. He put his fingers on the edge of the lid and removed it. The air on the two men became frigid, as if it dropped nearly twenty degrees. The younger man pulled his checkbook from the inside of his jacket. Be careful with the timepiece. In many ways, it represents the curse of desire, the lust of want, and the burden of vanity. Treat it with respect and love. Do not destroy it. Don't mistreat it. It's a strange item, and has a strange aura. I don't quite understand it myself, but... If you treat it well and take good care of it, it will stay quiet. If the watch is ever given away, or inherited, ensure you inform the recipient of these words. The older man explained. The younger man looked a bit hesitant, but curious as he wrote out his check. I understand. I'll treat it well. And this timepiece now belongs to you. I hope your father finds joy in such a rare wristwatch. Inform him of its history. I'm sure a man such as him would appreciate the tale. The older man said. I will, the younger man said, before putting the box's lid back on and picking it up. The men left the old antique store and stepped back out into the dark in the rain.